0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 19th, 2016. My name is Philip Rossman-Mike. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and we've got a full episode, two games to talk about. We're really only going to talk about one uh, and some big issues to talk about off of that one game from Sunday as the Orlando Magic embarrassed at home once again, 109-79 to the Toronto Raptors. We'll talk about that. I'll talk a little bit about uh, the team's fight and then frankly the disappointment of that game on Sunday as well as a bigger issue of Who is this team? Nearly 30 games into the season. I don't think we have an appropriate answer to that. But before we get going, I do want to say a quick word from our friends over at SeatGeek. The NBA season is back, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. There is nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it has never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether it's in the lower bowl, courtside, the club seats, the upper level, the ozone, wherever you want to see, sit, SeatGeek has the hookup. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. We know the bowl games are still coming up. Russell Athletic Bowl, Miami Hurricanes in town, I believe, uh, and of course the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, no Leonard Fournette, but LSU-Louisville should still be a fantastic game. And of course, so many other great events coming up in the Orlando area, or really anywhere you want to be, SeatGeek can help you get seats. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get the rebate. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app. Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. And unfortunately, that means we do have to get into the nitty-gritty of this weekend's games. See, first game wasn't so bad. The Orlando Magic defeating the Brooklyn Nets uh, by a score that doesn't seem to matter anymore. The Magic were down for most of that game, You know, struggled a little bit uh, to, to kind of pull away and... It felt like, you know it felt like they were always on the verge of, of pulling away in that game, but just couldn't quite get over the hump, couldn't quite put the nets away until the fourth quarter. A lot of frustration in the third quarter of the fouls. I think there was four technical fouls on the Magic in that quarter. But eventually they got themselves together, pulled away and won one eighteen to one eleven. So not a a, a a not a frustrating evening, but Certainly, uh, the Magic showed some flashes that their defense was going to make some strides. They had a really good fourth quarter defensively. Uh, Even though they gave up 29 points, they they, they made the plays when they had to make them. Offensively, the team continued to roll, and, and it looked like things were moving in the right direction. I would honestly say, after that game, the locker room was as happy as I've seen it this year. Which makes Sunday's game all the more puzzling. The Orlando Magic came out and played pretty well against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, their offense was was moving really well, uh, and their defense was doing some good things against a, a really strong offensive team in the Raptors. I mean, honestly, Magic kind of held the Raptors down, you know, below their average offensively. This is one of the best offenses in the league, if not the best offense in the league by offensive rating. But the Magic could not keep. The, that good train, those good vibes going. They could not keep it going. Uh, somewhere in the middle of the second quarter, everything just stopped. Um, and, and I can't really explain exactly what it is that stopped or what it is that the Magic were suddenly finding it difficult to do. And it was really basic things, honestly. They weren't moving the ball particularly well. There was a lot of isolation basketball. They were letting the Raptors push them around defensively Uh, they were getting in the Raptors were getting into the magic really well making bumping Orlando off their spots off their path out of their plays out of their possessions and they were just running a lot of isolation play I mean that's that's really all all it was defensively the Raptors started running circles around the magic the magic were kind of like not pointing fingers but there's just not a cohesion around there was a lack of communication the team really let go and as we've seen throughout this year When the Magic do that, they are in deep, deep trouble. And they did that again and got themselves into big, big trouble in this game. Again, the final score, the Toronto Raptors 109, the Orlando Magic 79. Orlando scores only 28 points in the second half. They shoot about 30% from the floor. They have a total number of 13 assists. They shot 50% in the first half. They were in this game. 55, uh, 51 at halftime. So they they did everything they wanted to, they wanted to do, but they gave up a, a big run in the second and the second quarter to give up the lead. They gave up the first ten points of the third quarter. Could not recover. They just could not fight back. And there was a lot of talk in the locker room. And, and I'm sorry that I can't play the audio for you. I've been having some computer issues with my recorder, and so I wasn't able to transfer the audio over. But there. I mean, be sure to check out uh, Fox Sports Florida. Usually, uh, if you go to foxsportsflorida.com, they usually have the audio from post game there for you, uh, at least from Frank Vogel. Um, check out the Orlando Sentinel.com as well; they'll ha- they'll have, I believe, some some video as well. Um, Magic.com also will have video from from post game uh, if if you want to hear and hear what the players had to say directly. But the general message from the players and from Coach Frank Vogel was the team. Did not trust each other. They did not move the ball. They did not play the way they know they're capable of playing. They did not play the way that built, you know, probably the best offense for the last two weeks. It, it was just a, a, a dumbfounding uh effort from the Magic overall. They just they they couldn't quite grasp the rope again. And Toronto did a lot of that work. They did a lot of that work defensively to, to really knock the magic off of their game and Orlando just went to isolation play. They just went to isolation and could not free each other up. They could not free themselves up. And that's how you lose by 30 points. And this isn't the first time that's happened. This is now the third time that they've lost by 30 points. Second time at home. They've been down by 30 points multiple times this year. Much more than those three. And that suggests that there's a larger problem on this team. Which I'll talk about a little bit later on the show. Let's run through the basic stats. Uh, give credit to Demar Derozan, thirty-one points, thirteen for twenty-one shooting. He is just incredible. The way his game has grown this year is absolutely incredible. Uh, and I, um, you know, I, I think I was someone who said, you know, I don't think he's a primary option. Magic played some good defense on him. I thought Aaron Gordon did a really good job on him, keeping him in front, not letting him get to the basket. Even bit maybe once or twice to to, to draw a foul. DeRozan just made shots over the top of them and, and maybe the Magic need to be a little bit more physical in order to stop a player like DeRozan, but they do not have a whole lot to be ashamed of, at least in my opinion, uh, on the way they defend him. DeRozan just got going and then the Magic kind of, with DeRozan getting going despite good defense, the Magic just kind of let go of things uh, and then gave up a lot on the other end as well. On to the Magic stats, Evan Fournier, 15.6 for 10 shooting, uh, three turnovers, five fouls, uh, Interesting game for him. I, I thought he was generally fine. He was trying to force some things in the third quarter, uh, but uh, again, not mu- not many players were doing much else. Alfred Payton, thirteen point six for ten shooting as well, only three assists. Nikola Vucevic, ten points off the bench, five for twelve shooting, nine rebounds. Er- uh, Serge Ibaka, ten points. Aaron Gordon, seven points. Bismack Biambo, eight points, twelve rebounds. So you know, not a, not a lot statistically to say uh, from New Orlando Magic today. Just not a lot. Uh, they really struggled to get themselves moving move, to move the ball to make Toronto defend them. Uh, they they fell right into Toronto's trap and, and the Magic couldn't get themselves out. With players players and coaches questioning their effort and togetherness, uh, just not a not a good look for the Magic, especially at home, a place they're trying to get better and win some games. Uh, that's not not the kind of game that the Magic wanted to see tonight, and so they. They fall short. They fall way, well short. A thirty-point loss and a lot more questions than answers at this point in the season. And you know, we took last week as kind of a a, a reflection point, and I'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, you know, continuing some of the reflection of where we've been this season. We are now twenty-nine games into an eighty-two game season, so well past the quarter mark. You know, you can see that midway point on the horizon. The Magic are sitting at twelve and seventeen. Almost the opposite of their record from last year at this time, Uh, and you can you can you know they're still within striking distance. You know if they put a run together, but uh, it's it's not as simple as that. It seems it's not as simple as that. Every game seems to bring a different type of team, and this weekend was was an excellent example of that to be honest. You start with Friday's game against Brooklyn. And that was you know, Brooklyn's not the strongest opponent but you know, you give, I, I give the Nets plenty of credit because they play hard every single night. They do not take nights off. They go, at, they go at you and they don't have the talent always to stay with you but they play hard and they're always a test and Brook Lopez had a fantastic game on Friday. I'm not going to go dive too deep into that game, except to say the Magic went out and won that game. They trailed most of that game. They're down six or seven points, and it just, it still always, like I said, it still always felt like the Magic were going to win that game eventually, that they were going to push forward and pull away, and every time it seemed like they made a big momentum, they were making a push to do so, making a push to take the lead, take control of the game, Brooklyn made a big shot, Brooklyn made a big play, or the Magic got in their own way. And maybe that's more of who this team is, the team that gets in their own way, rather than the team they were in the fourth quarter of that game. And I thought the Magic were very strong in the fourth quarter. And that was something I was a little worried about entering the game, that the Magic uh, are not a good fourth quarter team, and Brooklyn actually is a pretty good fourth quarter team. So if that game got close, Brooklyn has plenty of confidence and plenty of players to finish that game. I felt that was a game the Magic needed to pull away and win early. The Magic didn't do that, but in the fourth quarter, they played extremely strong. Evan Fournier, I think, scored 10 straight points or 11 straight points at one point. He got to the foul line. The Magic were aggressive and attacking. Uh, They were the ones that wanted to go out and win that game, and it was really encouraging to see the Magic do that. They showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of toughness. Um, You know, we talked about earlier in the year when the Magic were holding teams down to to 80, 90 points, and even against some bad teams like the New Orleans and Dallas that they needed to gut out wins at the end, it still impressed me that they were able to gut out wins. So it was a sign that, that they have this team in them. And so to see just two days later the Magic struggle to fight is just very confusing and very frustrating uh, just, uh, again, I'm sorry I don't have the audio. I've, I've been ha- I, I've, I've been having some problems with my recorder, uh, and, and um, I, I don't want to, uh, um, you know, I, I just haven't been able to figure it out. I'm going to hopefully get that figured out before Friday's home game. But, you know, Frank Vogel had some stern words for his team. He said, quote, We didn't play team basketball, and it got worse as the game went on. And when they made their wa- runs, we gave in instead of responding, and you saw what you saw. Later on, he said, quote, I think we're coaching the right messages. We've seen it play out the right way on the defensive end at times. We've seen it play out the right way on the offensive end at times. We don't do it consistently. I believe our guys do have the pure spirit and do want to play the right way. It doesn't always happen. And when it does, it plays out the way it played tonight. Frank Vogel, this game, was somewhat at his wits end, to be perfectly honest. This is not the first time the Magic have been blown out like this. This is not the first time the Magic have been blown out at home like this. This isn't the first time, and and it didn't happen on Sunday, but they certainly deserved it. It isn't the first time the Magic have been booed at home. And it's not a good feeling, obviously. It's not a good feeling to have that happen. Yet, it continues to happen. It seems like a game like Sunday's is always right around the corner. We saw it last week against Boston, and perhaps that one was more excused because of the schedule. Um, certainly not a full excuse, obviously, but you can say, okay, they, you know, they back to back coming home from a long road trip, like you're gonna, you're you're more than likely going to lay an egg. And that game, it really felt like the Magic were getting their shots and just missing them. This game, Sunday's game, they were not getting good shots. They were not executing. They just wilted. They succumbed to the pressure. They succumbed to the, uh, to the, to the physicality that Toronto brought, and they couldn't bring it back to them. You know when Orlando was playing really good defense. They were playing extremely physical. They were they were pushing teams around, they were rotating well and and even in early in this game against the Raptors, the Magic were doing a lot of those things too. They 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 had it in them. And slowly it just broke. Slowly it just came apart and they could not reel it back in. And that's the biggest concern for this Magic team. It's not that they don't have the ability. We know they have the ability. It's just sometimes they lose the fight that they need to succeed. And that might bring us to to, to the biggest realization of this team. That they are both the good version and the bad version of themselves. And you don't know which one you're going to get each night. We've seen this team dominate. We really have. Some of those wins on the road trip... Were truly great wins, but these thirty point losses are also the this team too. You know, I, I I it's all hard to get a handle on who this Magic team is. Before the game on Sunday, Frank Vogel said. The season so far, and it's been 30 games, so it's about 30 games now, so you really can divide it into thirds. He said you can divide this season into thirds. The first third, we weren't good at anything. We weren't good at offense, we weren't good on defense. Second third, we were really good on defense, couldn't score. The final third, can't defend anybody, but we can finally score. And through, 30 ga- through almost 30 games now, this team just hasn't been able to put it all together. So, they are capable of beating San Antonio in San Antonio. They are capable of scoring these huge wins, of scoring 120 points a night, of giving up only 88, 90 points per night. They're capable of both these things. But they're also capable, and often now too frequently capable, of giving up 30-point leads, of bending to another team's will, of struggling to do very basic things and take that next step as a team. You're as likely to see the Magic go out and play like a playoff team, like a dominant playoff team, as you are to see them get blown out. Maybe you're more likely to see them get blown out, and maybe that's a big statement of who they are. This team is still trying to build its identity. They're still trying to come together. They're still trying to learn each other in many ways. They're still trying to do a lot of things. But with the playoff expectations, the Magic are also under pressure to do a lot more than what they've done so far. They're under a lot of pressure to bend toward one way or the other, to, to win these games. There isn't time to wait for development, really. And the Magic have to kind of figure out who they are as a team still. And that perhaps is the most frustrating part of this team. Is you just don't know who this team is yet. Because I can tell you that this team is definitively both these teams. Either one is going to show up. And that's a problem for... That's a huge problem that the Magic have to resolve. They have to... Figure out; they have to be one of these two teams on a nightly basis, because God knows, and I've gotten plenty of re- responses uh, of on this already. God knows that if this team's just going to be bad and be thirty-point loss bad every night, let the GM, let the GM and the owners know so they can make plans for the summer. I mean, the trade deadline is still two months away, three months away almost, but two months away, but let them know so they can make plans. Don't tease it out because again, the future of this franchise is still very much in the balance over what this team does. I mean, you get, you can get, you can, you're going one path or the other. It seems like with, with how this team performs this year. So if this team's going to be the bad team, just be bad. Let's let's get rid of the pretense of the playoffs. If this team is going to be the good team though, then they are more than capable of achieving their goals and taking that big step toward the playoffs. Clearly, with the way they've played, they have the talent to be the good team, to be the good Orlando Magic team that we've seen. Very often this year. More often than probably we think. They ha- just have not reached their, they've reached their potential on a lot of cases, in a lot of ways. But they haven't done it on a night-to-night basis. I don't think this team is who we saw Sunday night. I really don't. That team is in them. And they will struggle. You know, they'll have, that, that's still, that's a part of their identity. Frankly that they are that team that will struggle and and give up a big game like that. And so we may this may not be the last big blowout loss that we see. Hopefully it's the last 30 point loss cuz I think that's indicative of something much much deeper than than we want to admit. But you hope that that's not the identity they choose because that 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 does become a choice. Cuz they can do really good things. They can compete with the Raptors. They looked good for for a quarter and a half. But they've got to figure out which team they are. They've got to figure out who they are as as a team, as an organization, as, as, as a group. And play like that every night. I often say that the difference between good teams and bad teams, good players and bad players, is consistency. Everyone in the NBA is good. You know, you see random players have big games. It happens. The question more is can you do it every night? That's what good players do. That's what good teams do. And the Magic right now are struggling with that second piece. They can have a good game here or there. But what are they going to do every night? And that's what the Magic have to resolve right now. They can't let games like Sunday happen anymore if they want to be the good team that's going to make the playoffs this year. That's the bottom line. And if they want to be that good team that makes the playoffs every year, that means trusting each other, trusting the pass, as Vogel says, moving the ball around, not, not going isolation, not relying on themselves to carry the offense, playing defense physically, Trusting their teammates on that end as well. They can do it. We've seen them do it. We've seen them do this. But they've got to do it more often than not. And and that's the struggle right now for the Orlando Magic. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the Locked on Magic podcast. It is a really good holiday week. Hopefully we'll get some good basketball games. Magic heading out on the road uh, on Tuesday to take on the Miami Heat. Then they'll head up North to take on the Knicks on Thursday, fly back home, take on the Lakers on Friday, and then that'll be the last game before Christmas. Magic get a few days off for Christmas, which will be, which should be a pretty nice deal. I'll be here all week, of course, for the Lockdown Magic Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on Audible, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. If you missed it, over on OrlandoMagicDaily.com magic This weekend, we I uh, did my my the first half of my mailbag. I'll do another one. Over the holiday break, hopefully, uh, uh, just uh, cleaning out the rest of the questions that I had, I decided to split them up, so be sure to check that out. You can also check out some of our great articles uh, on Uh, OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Ryan Doyle did a good one looking at the point guard battle, and of course, I'll be talking about one of the big ones that we did with our first quarter MVP. Uh, uh, That sparked a lot of debate, so I'll share my thoughts on that tomorrow, as well as a complete preview of the Magic's game against the Miami Heat, a big game against the Miami Heat, as both teams are struggling at the bottom of the Southeast Division, so a winnable game for the Magic, but you know they got to take care of business, and obviously they have a long, long way to go. Uh, if they come out play angry, you know, like they did the last time they got blown out at home, uh, they could be in better shape, perhaps. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. We'll deal with that tomorrow. I want to thank everyone again for listening. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on Facebook at Locked On Magic Two, uh, not Two as in T O O, not Two, but you know, just. Locked on, search Locked On Magic on Facebook. You'll find us on Facebook there as well. And you can follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, I want to thank you all for listening again. This has been Philip Rossman-Wright. We'll see you tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.